check mic, check mic, one, two, one, two, and go. <laughs> Vipika Dim, welcome to Lost in Our 40s. This is a podcast giving Kenyan women a voice on growing up and liking it, or at least trying to. <laughs> I'm your host, Shiro, and each week we shine a light on ways we can try and make life work better for us. Grab your favorite drink and let's chat for a while. Karibu. Today, we're talking about arguments. I was in an argument um, a couple of months back that left me feeling bad. I just felt lousy. And for the, I don't know what in me, I couldn't figure it out. First of all, I was right. (laughs) Second of all, I tried to, you know, portray my information with the most, um, well, my argument, my point of view with respect and and all that stuff. I tried to be um, reverential to the other side. That's too deep a word. You know, I, I tried to keep it fair. You know, it was their, their opinion, my opinion. And of course, it doesn't help. This was a conversation about um, gender. As a feminist, I would have a lot to say about the portrayal of women in a patriarchal society. <laughs> so I was left wondering why two whole months after this discussion, I still felt badly about it. For for the record, I won. <laughs> but that's absolutely not the point of this podcast. In fact, the point of this um, session today is exactly the opposite. To start us off... We start with reflections from the book, How to Influence and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, where it said that the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. (laughs) A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So take a walk with me as we dissect um, (laughs) the argument and the situation I find myself in. The first thing is obviously perspective. I have very strong views about XYZ and the people on the other side of the debate also have strong views about XYZ. So there we hit pause <laughs> and um, walk over to, to, to my side of the um, screen, <laughs> my side of the argument. So what is X to me? X to me may be tied to something that happened when I was young. Perhaps when I was young, my mother was mistreated, was bullied by a tout. Let's use that as an example. So if my mother, maybe I was in a matatu with my mother one point, at one point in our lives and when I was young and my mother was bullied by a tout, I could take that experience and keep it in the far recesses of my mind such that it becomes a trigger for me that whenever a woman is mistreated I'm reminded of how uh, my mother suffered at the hands of this stout. So when I am arguing for point X in that debate I'm not even there anymore. I'm back in this matatu with my mother and I'm shouting at the tout trying to tell them the things that I wish I was able to tell them at that point, but did not have the words, the courage, or anything else. Yeah? 
people on the other side of this debate, if you work now over to their side, their view of X might be colored by a completely different lens. Uh, their view of X could be, what example do we take? Their view of X could be that they had no mother. There you go. So assume they grew up in a single parent uh, family with only their father because perhaps their mother had left them. So the only view they have of X is that um, women abandon their families. So just taking that alone, when we stand at the table and start throwing things to each other, he is talking to his mother and, you know, trying to address the wound that his mother left in his heart when she left. I am talking to the tout. Immediately, neither of us are in the situation <laughs> that is in front of us. Perhaps it was uh, what happens today. Wages against housework. <laughs> Perhaps we were trying to discuss whether or not um, housework, women should be paid for the housework labor they provide in the home. So at the point, neither of us are in 2020, well, it was 23. Neither of us are in 2023. We've both regressed back to our childhoods and are having debates with someone else. There is absolutely no way that I can convince him to my ex and he can convince me to his ex. So that debate ended even before it started because of the triggering. Something else to say on perspectives. Outside of the triggers, we also all have different life experiences. I like um, a quote that's from um, J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. She says, you must accept that we are as real as you are. You must, you must accept that you are not God. So this is in the context that if I tell you the sky is red and you see the sky is blue, you don't know, maybe I have an eye infection that shows it to me as red. Or maybe you have an eye infection that shows it to you as blue, even though the sky turned color yesterday. So point being, we must be open to hearing what other people have to say. The book I'm reading now is called Surrounded by Idiots. <laughs> it's by um, Thomas Erickson. And I really like it because he gives uh, different perspectives. Oh, he highlights how different people behave in different circumstances and how this might um, color <laughs> their experience in life. I choose the word color because he actually uh, gives people different colors, red, green, yellow, or blue, depending on you know which category you fit into. I want to take a quote from this, and he says, everything you say to a person is filtered through his frames of reference, biases, and preconceived ideas. What remains is ultimately the message that he understands. For many different reasons, he can interpret what you want to convey in a totally different way than you intended. What is actually understood will naturally vary depending on who you are speaking to, but it is very rare that the entire message gets through 
exactly as you conceived it in your mind. What you're saying is not necessarily what is heard. In fact, he says it's not at all what it's heard because the other person needs to see it through their understanding. It's a bit like broken telephone. <laughs> so if you go back to the example of the argument I was in, no matter how much I stand on the rooftops and shout X, 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 maybe the other person could only hear Y, Y, Y. <laughs> Another thing I'll throw in here is that there are people who are just energy thieves. I think the term actually used is vampires. They, they suck your energy. So it could be that the situation, the argument, I don't know, I don't think that's a situation I was in, but it could be that the argument has no end goal other than to drain you, the person you're arguing with. And we've probably all experienced this at some point in time, having a discussion that just goes round and round and round in circles and at the end leaves you feeling deflated. Why get into it in the first place? So maybe um, looking at the person on the other side to just get um, an idea of why, have, why we're having this discussion. Is it an honest exchange of ideas or is it just this black hole that will just suck away at um, energy. Another thing that comes to mind is that <laughs> it's important to consider how you come across. Are you more Idi Amin or are you more Obama? <laughs> do you, do you, uh, is your manner more um, open to inviting others to also uh, converse? Or are you just closing the subject with your finality, with the finality of your words? So there is the means um, of communication. How you say the same thing could have a different impact. It's, it's possible to convey a message in different ways. So maybe taking the time to understand, and this is a message from me to myself. <laughs> taking the time to um, reflect on how best to phrase um, statements in such a situation. Slightly before this um, argument that we're talking about, I came across some information that I found mind-blowing. Clearly, I did not use it... <laughs> I did not use it uh, in this situation that we are discussing, but it was this. It was someone who told me that um, disagreement does not necessarily equal confrontation. For me, that was such a surprise. And this is a little embarrassing to say because, <laughs> because I, I, I frankly thought that I mean, I, I probably had never really thought about it, but I guess my expectation was that if I disagree with someone on something, we then must necessarily, you know, roll up our sleeves and fight it out. It will lead to a confrontation. And I guess this point really ties into the previous one in terms of how we communicate. If um, any... <laughs> if any disagreement, if all disagreements that take my example, then if I don't expect that all disagreements that I have 
will need me to get into a boxing ring. <laughs> then I can um, be more, uh, first of all, receptive to other people's opinions. And having practiced and practiced how to come across in a different way, we'd be able to just talk it out, you know. And as uh, J.K. Rowling says, to be able to take in the other person's perspective. But you think um, that the sky is red is no reason to tear you to pieces. First of all, it probably doesn't matter. You think the sky is red, good for you. <laughs> Something else that I'll throw in here is that um, as human beings, we tend to project our worldview on others. We have this high quality, um, super blockbuster Hollywood film running in our heads in which we think that we can tell what other people think about us. And super interestingly, more often than not, the thoughts that we project on other people are thoughts we have about ourselves. So if you're short, as an example, and have an insecurity about your height, you might be able to hear something about shortness in all conversations you have with everyone. When you're talking about the sun, you might just be talking about what a lovely day it is, and you will think that the person means that if you were taller, you'd be able to get more of the sun's rays. <laughs> So just like that, you're offended by something that no one said and something that was in your head. The same is, of course, true if you're insecure about being too tall, if you think that you're noticeable across the board. Here it could be as easy as someone saying they saw you from a distance and already you're in your defensive mood thinking that, oh, I stick out like a sore thumb, that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> These are playful examples, but perhaps they are already triggering people amongst us. So it's always good, actually, to have in mind the things that upset us and see whether or not this is something we bring into um, conversations. So which of these apply to me <laughs> and this argument that I had? What should I have done, not have done? What to look at, not to look at? Um, to give uh, ending thoughts <laughs> on all this, I turn to Robert Greene in the book, The Laws of Human Nature, and I'll read an extract. It says, accept people as facts. Interactions with people are the major source of emotional turmoil, but it doesn't have to be that way. The problem is that we are continually judging people, wishing they were something they are not. We want to change them. We want them to think and act a certain way, most often the way we think and act. And because this is not possible, because everyone is different, we are continually frustrated and upset. Instead, see other people as phenomena, as neutral as comets and plants. <laughs> they simply exist. They come in all varieties, making life rich and interesting. Work with what they give you instead of resisting and trying to change them. Make understanding people a fun game the solving of puzzles. It's all part of the human comedy. Yes, people are irrational, but so are you. 
<laughs> make your acceptance of human nature as radical as possible. This will calm you down and help you observe people more dispassionately, understanding them on a deeper level. You will stop projecting your own emotions onto them. All of this will give you more balance and calmness, more mental space for thinking. I will certainly not try to top that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. That marks the end of our show today. Thank you.